This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, aloha, satsrikaal, hola, and bonjour. I'm so happy to be with you today. And guess what? We have a very cool guest with us today, Dan Enright, who is an empowerment and success creation coach. How cool is that? And uh, she works or she is um, part of Sacred Empowerment Life Coaching. I think that is so cool. Welcome, Tam. Welcome. Hello. And just from Australia, I'd like to say my our style of greeting here is g'day, mate. So, um, yeah, g'day to all you lovely listeners out there. Hello, Samia. And um, I'm so privileged. I so, feel so honored to have you uh, interview me today. I am so happy that you're with us today. Dan, will you tell us more about who you are and what you do? Yes, yeah, certainly. I would love to. So I am, as you've just explained, I am a um, success and empowerment coach. So a sex, success creation coach. And what I actually do is I help millennial women. So that age group of women around 25 to 35 actually help them avoid the frustration and uncertainty that is really prevalent nowadays around their job choices and around their life choices so that they can become more aligned and more confident because let's face it who doesn't want more confidence (laughs) and so they can actually start to create their life and their career that they are extremely passionate about Mm -hmm. and I do that through the one-on-one coaching programs that I have to offer so yeah I'm really looking forward to sharing um, anything and everything that you um, your listeners want to know about today um, around that subject yes oh I'm so excited can you tell us about maybe one big problem that the millennial women you love to work with are facing and what we can do about that? Yeah, certainly. Okay, so, I mean, as I said, I do work with a lot of women, um, but I've really noticed, especially over the last three years, um, that a lot of um, millennial women are coming in and they are, at that point in their lives, you know, a lot of them have actually gone and done university degrees mm-hmm. and they have this massive amount of knowledge, but they're realizing that that the career options that they go into after college, um, they, it doesn't light them up. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for more passion, but they're frustrated and they have that sense of uncertainty because they don't know which direction to go. Yeah. So they're very, um, they're very frustrated because it, in that area, there's not a lot of help when they go through school and university, there is a lot of help to do with, you know, career counseling, but you know, when they leave, it's like they're left on their, to their own devices. So I really like to help them 
ground themselves with their values and ground themselves with what they're passionate about to start to help them create a career. Keeping in mind that, you know, there's only probably about 20% of college graduates out there that actually use their education in their careers nowadays. So, you know, it's really disappointing and only 14% of millennial women have actually, you know, voiced up to say that they have found their dream job. Mm. So I think putting the passion back into what we want to do, finding that passion and directing it towards a job or a career and even that will ripple out into their life is key. So I do that through exercises, I make it fun and I really help them to dig down <clears throat> and to find, as I said, what they're passionate about, what their values are mm. and where they want to take their life in a certain direction. And when I talk about values, um, I really talk about the values of their of who they are. So it's not so much to do with compassion or love or all those sorts of things which is great don't get me wrong but to find their passion they really need to understand you know what they love to talk about what they know a lot about outside of their education schools you know what they love to research all this that brings them into the whole of um who they are essentially so it's really transformational work um, I love to see, you know, those women that actually tap into themselves and allow that wholeness to come about to really birth their potential and just go for their dreams. It's, it's really uplifting to see the, the change that comes about. Yes, you're so right. This is such transformational work. It's such important work it makes me think back to the days of when I was just graduating college and even for several years after I'd graduated college I had a sense actually of what I wanted to do but I didn't know how to get there um, and I wouldn't even have had that exactly. sense of what I wanted to do except for the fact that in my very last semester uh, in college, the very semester I was graduating, <laughs> I am so grateful. I ended up taking this class um, that was basically like a leadership development class. And uh, one of the things that we did in that class was create a portfolio of our visions, goals, and dreams. And, you know, we did this uh, really... Wow, I mean, the oh my gosh, there there were so many different like steps to that process that we went through, and uh, the end result was that portfolio of our vision, goals, and dreams. And um, it, it to this day, you know, it, it's guiding where I'm going in my life, you know. And so this work is so important. And I'm so happy that you are doing this work and helping other millennial women uh, to figure this out for them. 
it is so crucial because we have so many options nowadays you know we have especially as women we've really been able to um, take hold of our own life and give ourselves our own direction and but because there are so many options nowadays we can get a little bit confused about what should I be doing and I I mean shoulds and buts and all that stuff um, I don't like to use <laughs> um, because you know they're, they're really limiting um, but when you can really align yourself with your values and with your passions and then align that with your spiritual um, development that we also go through that I also teach them because I also teach them there's some tricks um, and a really beautiful technique that I use that can get anyone to be able to tap into their intuition within 10 minutes flat. Nice. And it's a process that they do and it's really fun. And at the start when I teach it and they go, mm, how can you know, choosing three things in the room help me with my intuition? But it's like, well, let's just wait and see. Um, but yeah, so there's so many things that we need to align. We need to start to align our heart with our head and with our actions. Mm. And for a long time, there was this big belief out there that, you know, the heart is the servant of the mind. Mm. But we've really got to change that because it's not true at all. Our brain, our mind is actually the servant to our heart. Our heart guides us in every way. So we need to learn you know, to tap back into that and follow our heart's desire and follow that passion that lights us up. So that's what inspires me to do this every day. You know, for me, um, it was 15 years, over 15 years ago now, now that's telling me my age, telling everyone my age. Um, but we won't go there. Um, but over 15 years ago now, I actually got into um, what's called burnout mm. and lost everything completely because I was struggling to the, in that reversal role of the brain and the heart. You know, my heart trying to fit in what was logical, what I should be doing. And I then went out and, you know, I had a lot of you know um psychology care and all that but i realized there was a massive gap in the industry that a lot of women fall through you know and they become reliant on medication or they can't become reliant on um psychology and it doesn't actually get them to the root cause of their passions of their what they want to do yeah. so you know igniting that passion will drive a lot further than anything that the logic of the mind will tell you. So that's why I, I love this work and I love seeing the transformations. Yes, oh, I'm so with you on this because I fully believe that our hearts are our source of peace and joy and love and guidance, as you said, you know? And so if you don't allow your heart to guide you to be the leader um, in, in making the decisions about what life direction you're going to go in and so forth then it's 
pretty much impossible <laughs> to be happy in your life, to find peace in your life. And it's just such a strange situation, I think, that we find ourselves in society where, you know, we have experienced this reversal where it's all about the mind. And like to the extent that all the years of schooling that we go through, it's all focused oh. on teaching us how to use our minds better. And we never learn about how to use our heart, strengthen our heart, how to listen to our heart. None of that. I didn't learn any of that in school or in college. <sighs> no, exactly. And it's only now, though, that we are starting to connect with that spiritual side, that heart-centered, you know, driven purpose that we're here for. So I, I feel like it's ama an amazing time right now for, you know, um, women that are going full in, they're playing full out in, you know, expressing their heart's desires and being able to facilitate that type of change in a woman to see their growth and to, to actually birth their potential is just amazing. And, you know, I see the results time and time again. Um, and it's just magnificent to see the women that, you know, and whether it be with me or whether it be with anyone else that does this type of work, to see those women just really embrace who they are. Mm. And you know, anything is possible when that happens. Literally, it's amazing, you know, to, to follow that heart because you know, our intuition, our higher self, so to speak, um, is it's there to guide us. And it's there to create for us our best possible life. But it's just sometimes, you know, that logic, that mind gets in the way. So, you know, we need to, you know, tame it, so to speak. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, I love the work that you do too, Samia. Um, it's great to be able to share this to the world and to have it, um, available and you know it's just wonderful oh, thank you thank you tam you know i'm feeling kind of curious about how did you first begin to learn about your heart um and you know what sort of um what are some lessons that you have learned as a result of learning to get to know your heart and connecting with your heart um, for myself personally or for the women that I teach. So well, for myself personally, um, the lessons that I've learned, well, um, I've just learned to embrace who I am, not be afraid of, of what other people think because we all have a different perception in life depending on where we stand. So, you know, um, we need to really take a step out of the situation and look at it as a whole and really embrace ourselves. And that's what um, I have managed to do over the years and embrace my gifts through that really hard time that I went through. I learned to take a step back, learn the techniques that were calling to my heart 
which has now led me to this path of coaching other women. So you know, when I first started on my journey, you know, 12, 13 years ago now, after everything fell apart, um, the intention wasn't there at the start to coach other women. It was about healing myself. Um, but slowly that evolved and now the, the gift that I can give to other women really lights up my heart. So yeah. And, it's just, yeah, it's just amazing that I can now allow myself. And that's the key point. We have to allow ourselves to follow our passion. Mm. Um, so, and, and that's what it's all about. And, and understanding, like, as I said, our values and understanding that knowing that if we have a conflict in our values, mm which leads from that logical mind, you know, trying to take over, that that can actually cause us, um, you know, anxiety and stress. Mm. So we need to really pull back on that and learn to live through our values. Yeah. Can you sort of maybe give us an example of a values conflict that um, a millennial woman maybe experiencing and how that might play out and how you would address that um, in terms of helping her resolve that conflict and come to a place of greater peace and passion. Okay, so um, an example of a values conflict would be um, you know, um, a young lady has gone through college and say they've gone through um, to become a, say it for instance, a doctor. Um, and they've done that because their family, their father, their mother, or whatever has wanted them to do that. You know, so it wasn't a deep desire of their own, but they want to, you know, be compliant, so to speak, um, and live up to their family's dreams for them. So that's a conflict because it's not their own value. It's a value that they are trying to bring forward a life that they don't want, that someone else wants for them. So what I would do is I would look at their values. So I would look at, you know, what they love to talk about, what they love to do, um, what they love to research, what they know a lot about, mm. and, you know, and put that into perspective and then look at that conflict of where they are, taking then their skills and their values, what they love, and connecting it to their dream. So, you know, we always, I always start off with a client with saying, what's your desired result? You know, what's your ultimate dream? If you are 80 years of age and I came to talk to you, what was the one thing that was your ultimate dream that you achieved? You know, and we work back through that process. Mm. So, then we look at that value conflict and then we work around. So what is the best way that you can stop this conflict by doing what you love? So it does vary from person to person because we are all different individuals. That's basically how I would, in a roundabout way, really quickly, I could get in deep, <laughs> but we don't have enough time. Yes. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, really, um, just concentrating on their values because once they know their values, once they know how to integrate their own skill set, because we all have a skill set into directing them into the path that they have, the values conflict 
that conflict actually disappears. Mm. It like magic, it dissolves completely because they know they're on the right track. They're not forcing themselves through their mind, through their logic to have to do and have to live a dream that is not theirs. Yeah. And do you find that when you start the process by asking people about what their dream is, what their end goal is, that most people are able to tell you uh, pretty easily what that is for them? Um. It can become a a little difficult. So I do have a set of questions that I go through with everyone. And, you know, I ask them, you know, is it okay for your unconscious and conscious mind to, you know, put forward information? I also, these are private sessions that I do. So they all are, you know, confidential and private. So there's no shame. There's no judgment. Uh, there's no um, blame, there's nothing like that in these sections. It's a very welcoming environment that I bring the ladies into. And I, I have a set of questions. So some of them do know, some of them have realized that passion, but they don't know how to bring it forth. They don't know how to birth it into their world. Mm. Um, but others, you know, once we've gone through the questions, they do get a really clear sense of, yes, yes, this is what I want. And you can actually feel it when you're talking with them, whether I talk to them on the phone or through Zoom, um, because of the pandemic of the last year, you know, we've all had to switch to Zoom. Um, But you can actually feel that passion come through them. And that's when you know that that is their dream desire that is their goal they want to achieve because they feel it too like they might get those goosebumps they might just get that sense of power coming from voicing what they want so it's really liberating yes i felt that liberation oh my gosh it's really awesome Mm. and it's thank you for sharing that because i know uh, when I work with a lot of my clients and we start talking about, okay, what's your dream? What's your life purpose? A lot of times people don't know and it takes some time uh, and, and, and they need a little bit of help and support and going through a, a, a structured process to be able to figure out for themselves what that dream is, what that purpose is. But the good news is you can figure it out. Your heart already actually knows. It's just your mind that's confused. Exactly. We already know what you know. our heart can already tell us. Mm. We just need that ability to quieten the mind, to tap into um, listening to our heart. So it is there. And anyone and everyone can do it. They just, you know, sometimes they need the right guidance. Yeah. That's right, because we have just not been taught how to connect with our heart and be guided by it. It's like I, we were saying earlier, you, you spend years and years in school and college learning to work with your mind and make it more sharp and so forth. But we don't have any training or education in working with our hearts. So um, no wonder it's like if you need a little bit of help or support but one of the things that i really love about our heart 
is that we don't have to spend years and years uh, training our heart to walk in a certain way. It's already beautiful and wise and you just learn to connect with it. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly right. We don't need to teach our heart anything. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. Our heart, yeah. once we learn to listen, our heart teaches us so much. Yeah. And you know, it's just amazing, you know, learning to, to that connection and bringing that connection forth. Yes. So it, it, it's really well. And, and, you know, and that will bring us our joy and it will bring us our passion. And, you know, our life will become easy. Our life will become um, a lot more joyful. Yes. When yeah. we listen, yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I totally agree with you there. <laughs> Talking about life becoming more easy, more joyful. Do you have any um, anything else that you want to share with us about how to make our life more easy and joyful, particularly in the context of connecting with our values, um, living our values, living our passion? Oh, well, okay. So one tip I can give you, um, and that is, you know, doing what I call, you know, linking our values. So linking our values. Once we find what we want out of life, what our passion is, and then understanding our values of, you know, what we love to talk about, what we love to research, you know, what drives us, what gets us up in the morning and going, and then linking those values to our dream. Mm. That is that is fun in itself. Tell, let me tell you that. You know, I have a lot of fun with ladies and saying, you know, how could you incorporate more um, of what you love to research into becoming what you want to become? Yeah. Um, but then seeing that in motion because it it gives everyone a freedom and when you've got that freedom it brings that joy into our life you know so it's really good and you know, doing this is actually a little bit like habit hacking in a way because you're actually changing a few of your habits mm. you know the bad ones that you've well not so much bad I don't like to say bad but the ones that you've picked up that through that logical mind that you have to work hard and you have to do what others um, are wanting. And when you flip that and you bring in actions that resonate with your values that are going to lead you to your desired outcome, you know, that, um, that beautiful, passionate desire that we have, everything becomes more fun, you know, because it lights you up because your passion lights you up. So you know that what you're doing right now is helping you achieve that passion. Of course, it's going to light you up. You know, so it's it's just, it's just really beautiful. And that whole, the whole way through, you can just start to see with ladies that joy and that, you know, it's like they get ignited from the inside and that, flame of passion just burns and it just spreads out to everything you know and and it does it will ripple out it ripples out into our family when we are more joyful when we're able to do things that are more joyful 
and it ripples out to our family and our friends and our careers and everything. So it really is that, you know, little drop in the pond when you start and when you understand that just ripples out to everything. Yeah. And it does, it creates the joy. If you, whatever you put out, you know, whatever, so within as without. And so whatever you're putting out that is joyful, that you love to create will come back to you. So that joy magnifies, that happiness magnifies. Indeed, indeed. I'm with you on that. And you know, you just, one thing that I'll follow up with you on in what you were just sharing is you said something about hard work being a habit uh, or something that our brain or our mind uh, has learned that we must work hard. So what can you tell me a little bit more about that <laughs> when you're living your joy, your passion, your values? What is the role of hard work or what happens to hard work? Well, okay, so, you know, hard, like I like to look at hard work. I mean, we all have to work. We all have to put in effort. These things, you know, we have to put in effort. But when I look at what everyone has defined as hard work, hard work is something that we're having to force ourselves to do which isn't actually when you have to force yourself to do something it's not actually bringing you joy mm -hmm. so it becomes hard mm. so when you start to align your actions and start to follow your heart listen to your heart then the actions that you take are going to be easy so the work becomes easy now i'm not saying that you don't have to put in effort everyone like to succeed there has to be some type of ability some type of effort and some type of skill but when you're doing it because you're passionate about it it's definitely not hard work at all it flows so it becomes easy work rather than hard work so yeah that's basically summing that up there yeah thank you for making that distinction i really appreciate it because i i think that's maybe one of the misconceptions or concerns that people have that sort of uh, uh, trip them up in terms of you know, when you start talking about living with joy living with ease and they just can't while they're still stuck in their in their brains training in their minds training from society and so forth they just can't believe that it, it's possible to live a life where you don't have to work hard and how can that be possible um so the distinction you drew was very helpful and it's how we frame it like i mean society standards have been for so long saying you know you you have to work hard to get anywhere in life mm -hmm. but you know really in essence it's it's the way it's framed like you you we have to put in effort mm -hmm. and i'm a big fan of getting people to put in effort you have to have that ability but the work doesn't have to be hard it only becomes hard as we say if it doesn't light you up if you're having to force yourself to do that, that's hard work. So, yeah. yeah. So, Can you give yeah. an example of 
some work that you do where you have to put in maybe even lots of effort but you don't find it hard okay so well that would be um along the lines of you know changing our habits so i do as i say a lot of habit hacking so um we would find a habit that someone wants to change so again we would link it to that desired outcome and and why that habit is not allowing you to move forward into that desired outcome so then we have to through our heart's message of our desired outcome we have to then link it to our logical brain so then we have to then do what's called habit hacking and we go through and we start to realize why that habit is stopping us and then we form new habits and we start doing those new habits so um, to take the effort we need to then do the effort and program so to speak I hate no, I don't like to use that word but yeah program our mind so to speak into that new habit so I do get them to write out that new habit that they want to take I do get them to every morning produce a type of morning ritual that is going to embed that new habit so that is the type of effort that we need to put in you know and have that um congruence that'll start to form and it's what's called um myelinating if um a lot of people haven't really heard of that but you know it's it's myelinating the habit in so it becomes an automatic response mm. so we take the new habit and we start to create and do put in the effort and do that new habit so it will send you know because it's all about neurons and it's all about the axons and how we travel down that form our habits so when we start to do new habits they might seem a little bit hard at first because they're new but over time we continue doing them and what happens is that neuron and that transmission becomes myelinated so it yeah. which means it becomes structured in a way and insulated in a way that helps those neurons to fire quicker so that that habit actually becomes unconsciously set and done and we just do that new habit in routine so yeah that's sort of how it works and that's the effort that we have to put in and i'm sorry for yourself and all your beautiful lovely listeners out there if i got a little bit scientific on you there no i tried no. to keep it as simple as possible <laughs> no thank you for sharing that that was very interesting and helpful for sure it was a great example like creating new habits is definitely something that requires effort but if the habits that you are creating are ones that are creating more joy in your life more happiness in your life then it's not hard work it's not hard. it's just actually i'll, give you, I'll yeah. give you an example yeah um say for instance you know we struggle with you know that late night binging mm. and we have you know we're sitting in front of the tv and we have a late night binge if you put an if and when to that um to that action if you really want to um give up that late night binge so every time you think of 
I really feel like binging on that block of chocolate while I'm eating or watching TV and it's 10 o'clock at night. You put a then to it. So if I feel like eating the chocolate, then I'm going to go and brush my teeth. And the reason why I use brush our teeth, because when, and, it, and it's a trigger in our brain, that when you brush out your teeth, it's actually an appetite suppressant. Yeah. So if you can get into that habit of going, you know, late night binging, I'm going to go and brush my teeth and then it triggers that appetite suppressant, then we, you know, and obviously it's a continuous thing. Or if you want to go to the gym and, you know, every time you think about going, I should be going to the gym today, then instantly go and put on your shoes because that sets that habit into motion. Mm-hmm. So just as a couple of little examples there, sorry. <laughs> no, no, those are fabulous examples. Thank you so much for that. Um, and I'm so sorry I'm going to have to wrap up for today because I'm having no. so much fun with you right now. <laughs> um, it's beautiful, Camille. Yes. And you know what we're going to have to do is We'll add your contact info in the show notes so that people who I'm sure are very curious right now to learn lots more from you can get in touch with you. So dear listener, please make sure you click on the links in the show notes and get in touch with Tam. And I'm just so happy you were, you are here with us right now, Tam. And thank you so much for giving so generously of your knowledge and your wisdom. I really appreciate it. I, I thank you so much, Samia, for allowing me to have this opportunity to um, share the knowledge and share the joy and share the passion that we all have to create a beautiful, wonderful life. Indeed. And I can feel that joy and that passion from you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Yes. Thank you.